This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements, helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by Allstate, American General, John Hancock, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, the head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us today. Well, with a combination of congressional investigations, recalls, and litigation, General Motors has taken center stage over its ignition switch problem, a problem linked to some catastrophic injuries and, in some cases, death. And today on Ringler Radio, we're going to give you an update on the litigation involving the GM ignition switch and talk about the current investigation into GM. And to walk us through that journey, our special guest today is attorney Jerry Beasley, senior member of the Beasley Allen Law Firm in Montgomery, Alabama. Jerry has been an advocate for victims of wrongdoing since 1962, and his areas of practice include products liability, insurance fraud, business, nursing home, and uh, all measures of personal injury type cases. And uh, Jerry's obviously currently involved in the GM ignition switch litigation, uh, which is important for today's discussion. Jerry, uh, welcome to Ringler Radio. Thank you, Larry. It's just real good to be with you again. Absolutely. Well, Jerry, uh, let's start and begin here by uh, giving us a brief update on the GM situation. Right now, uh, congressional investigators are looking into uh, the involvement of several executives, including, uh, I know, the GM chief uh, CEO here, Mary Barra. Tell us about uh, what's going on. Well, this, this litigation is going to be uh, massive. It involves a, a known defect, something that General Motors knew about as far back as 2001 during the early uh, planning stages uh, for the Cobalt. Mm-hmm. And they knew they had a problem with the ignition switch. They knew that uh, a slight bump in the road, for example, could make the switch go from on in a running situation to either the auxiliary or the off position. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, the driver loses control, uh, has no power steering, no power brakes. The airbags won't deploy in case of a crash. And if it goes to the off position, you, your steering is actually locked up and you have absolutely no control. And this is at highway speeds and the results, it's been a massive cover up and that's the real tragedy of this. The uh, number of deaths are going to be in the hundreds. In fact, uh, General Motors has admitted to 13 known deaths. Mm. Uh, a leading safety expert, the son of uh, auto safety, has estimated the number to be 303 known deaths, wow. and I suspect that's going to be a conservative number. Well, with uh, with the knowledge that you say they had uh, during the build-out build of the Cobalt, it sounds like GM didn't really act quickly enough at all. What uh, what, what was the rationale for their not acting on this? Uh, uh, what, what they did is what happens quite often. They did a cost analysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cost of, of remedying the problem would have been less than $1 per vehicle. That's all the vehicles out there. Mm-hmm. And now that uh, the recalls finally took place, uh, in Feb- started in February of this year, uh, there have been over 
billion vehicles actually were called. Mm. Million vehicles were called. Now that uh, the problem with General Motors is that they knew. They knew back. Uh, they knew about the defect in 2001. They knew about deaths uh, after that, much, much, much sooner than the recall took place. Wow. And the only reason there was a recall, a lawyer in Georgia represented a family, the Melton family, mm-hmm. Ken and Beth Melton, whose mm-hmm. daughter Brooke, a nurse in Georgia, had died in, in, a, in a crash that originally everybody thought was her fault. They actually found out later that the ignition switch had failed, had gone into, had gone from the on position to the auxiliary position. They were able to download the uh, box and find mm-hmm. that that's exactly what happened. So uh, the lawsuit was filed, and, and General Motors uh, not only settled that lawsuit, but actually uh, engineers who testified in depositions committed perjury. Mm. Uh, lied, lied to uh, the lawyers taking the deposition. Ultimately, lied to the court. The court ordered them to order General Motors to produce documents that we now know they had. Uh, they did not produce them. In fact, said they did not exist. Uh, the engineer who had signed off on mm. the original fix for the problem denied that that he had done that. And of course, the document existed. So uh, perjury is a pretty serious offense, sure. and, and General Motors in this case, in my judgment, will have to account for that uh, omission. Well, what are some of the repercussions you're expecting for some of these senior executives with GM? Are you going to are they going to see uh, any criminal charges uh, level against them? Larry, I'll be shocked if, if they're not criminal charges. In fact, we went we were heavily involved in the Toyota litigation, mm-hmm. which had a similar problem, a sudden acceleration problem mm-hmm. that. They knew about and covered up, and ultimately uh, paid 1.2 billion dollars as a, a criminal fine to the U.S. government. Wow. And the judge who took the plea from Toyota uh, indicated that individuals should be held accountable. And so I suspect the government is going to take a much stronger uh, a push against General Motors based on what we know already and what the public uh, is is learning. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, it was announced, uh, I think, uh, recently that you've joined forces with the Cooper firm, uh, Lance Cooper, uh, in Marietta, Georgia, to work on some of these cases. How'd that come together, and what are the what are the plans you have to uh, file well, some uh, of these cases? Lance Cooper's firm was the firm that represented Melton? Uh, the Melton mm-hmm. family, and uh, he is, a, is an excellent lawyer, a good product liability lawyer. We'd had a relationship with him in the past, and so uh, we uh, discussed the possibility of our two firms joining together hmm. in the General Motors litigation, and the decision was made to refile the Melton case uh, to give the money back to General Motors that was paid on the confidential settlement and refile the lawsuit, which has been done. Oh, wow. And we also asked uh, the judge to... Uh, issue sanctions against General Motors, uh, and we, we're going to ask for extreme sanctions mm-hmm. based on the conduct that we know, uh, the perjury, for example, the, the massive cover-up. Mm-hmm. It took them over a, a full decade, over 10 years, to recall a known defect, and that's that's inexcusable. Well, I, I, I know you're going to be pretty busy uh, on some of these cases, that's for sure. Let's take a look at uh, one of these tragic cases to give our audience a, a real feel for uh, 
you know, right up close in, in, in the picture of what's going on here. You filed a wrongful death action on behalf of the estate of Aubrey Wallace Williams, and uh, she was a 32-year-old who was fatally injured in 2013 while driving her 2006 Chevy Cobalt down in Alabama. Tell us about the case. And, uh, what's uh, that, that was a case where uh, a young mother, mother of two, had been to the school uh, for one of her children and was heading back home, driving down the road at highway speed, and all of a sudden the entire the system shuts down. And we found out once we get involved in the lawsuit that it was, an, it was a classic case of, of, of the ignition switch failing. Mm. And again, this was a, this was a vehicle that uh, was, was later under recall, and uh, it should have never been on the highway with that defect. General Motors knew about it, failed to recall it. And so now uh, here's a family with a mother being killed in a wreck, leaving two small children, a husband and two small children. And that's typical of what happens in these crashes. Usually the investigating officers, for example, if it's a single vehicle wreck where, say, the victim uh, has this problem, her he or she, the, the Vehicle goes across the center line, maybe crashes into another vehicle or crashes into a tree or a pole or whatever. Uh, normally, the first uh, indication would be, well, certainly, why did this car go across the center line? Right. It's got to be driver error. And so it, it uh, it's noted how many people have lost family members where they really didn't know what happened at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, General Motors knew why it happened, and General Motors was getting... They were actually getting notices of these uh, deaths, and that's why they've had to admit 13, because we have documents where they're internal documents where the reports were made to General Motors that the problem occurred and a death occurred. So they've got a massive problem here. In fact, uh, this is a this is a classic case of where a corporate entity in this country where we do very poor regulation, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the myth is that we overregulate. Truth is, we underregulate, and mm-hmm. sometimes don't regulate. And the, the companies know this, mm-hmm. and so they put their profits over the safety of the folks that they're selling their products to. And that really is not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, no question. I mean, I've I've heard people also s- complain about the same thing that we tend to underregulate the big boys and we overregulate the little mom and pops and, and cause them a lot yeah, of hassle. It, you know? Yeah, in fact, uh, the paperwork that small companies have to deal with is, is massive. But when you get to the actual regulation of, say, the drug industry, the right. oil industry, the automobile industry, the chemical industry. We do a lousy job. We do a very poor job of regulation. Well, maybe that has something to do with the fact that they have a, a much bigger lobbying uh, budget, huh? <laughs> they have a they have a, a powerful lobby, and uh, the money in politics also plays a, a strong yeah. role here. But that's another story. Well, let me ask you this: you know, in two thousand nine, uh, the GM bankruptcy with all the uh, the government involvement in GM. Will that bankruptcy filing have any effect or impact on these cases uh, concerning the ignition? Well, uh, there's, there's several prongs to that problem. Mm-hmm. Number one, there, there are several class action lawsuits that have been filed for economic loss. They mm-hmm. say the reduction in the value of a vehicle or repair cost or whatever. 
and there's, there are a number of those uh, class actions. Uh, in fact, our firm, uh, we, we're heavily involved in that area of it, which is totally separate from the personal injury and the, and the wrongful death. So what General Motors is saying, they, they actually, if you remember, the government gave General Motors, if I remember correctly, over $100 billion uh, yes. in a bailout. Yep. And uh, as a part of that deal, the uh, old General Motors was allowed to file bankruptcy in New York, mm -hmm. file for bankruptcy. They did. And uh, there's a court order in 2009, and, and, and now there's a new GM that was created and took all the good assets of the old company mm -hmm. and, and, and really um, the, the issue is going to be this did general motors commit fraud by not revealing to the bankruptcy court all of these problems dealing with this defect which they knew about at the mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. did not reveal it and this this order that they're depending on now in 2009 they say would, would bar anything prior to that order but of course most of the cases that we have are, are after the order and that's not going to be a problem for us in the personal and death cases. Mm -hmm. So uh, we are hopeful that the judge was, will simply uh, realize that fraud has been committed and that order is going to be a nullity insofar as, as a ban on, on future lawsuits. Wow, okay. But nevertheless, uh, we're going to proceed, and there's a hearing in Chicago where a, a multi-district panel will decide uh, whether to form and where to form a multi-district mm -hmm. litigation and that probably will be in New York, I suspect. And uh, then then we'll have a clearer picture as to how the bankruptcy will play into it. I, I, I do believe this, that if, if General Motors tries to use the bankruptcy order uh, as a shield against liability where they have covered up a known defect resulting in hundreds of deaths and a number of personal injuries in addition to that, uh, I think the public would be outraged, and I believe it would be a massive, massive mistake for General Motors to take that route. Yeah, it, so it sounds like it for sure. Well, you know, at the end of the day, Jerry, these victims of uh, this ignition problem, they're looking for answers. They're looking for justice and some compensation. Talk to us. Uh, you've got a lot of these cases. Talk to us about what these victims and their families are going to go through when they're coming up against this big giant car company called GM. Uh, what's it going to be like? Yeah, most all of the victims are going to be just ordinary folks mm -hmm. who've had a loss, who've lost a family member, uh, or, or say in some cases you'll have people who have brain-damaged family members, uh, severely injured folks in their family. Uh, they're having to deal with that aspect of their loss, and then, then all of a sudden they find out that General Motors had lied to the public, had withheld critical information from the government, from the bankruptcy court, from their own customers, and in some cases even from from their own dealers. Mm. Uh, I think you're going to find that 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 I, I wish you could have seen the. We had a news conference in in Lance Cooper's office with the Melton family on Monday uh -huh. when we refiled the lawsuit against General Motors. And one of the reporters asked uh, the Meltons, uh, said, in fact, Mr. Melton, Ken Melton, they, they said to Ken, said, when you filed the original lawsuit, you were mad because you'd find out about what really happened to your daughter. So how do you feel now? <laughs> and tears came in his eyes, and he, he very, in, in, a, in a voice that, that was not a real strong, but it was a, a very meaningful voice. 
He said, I am hurt. He said, we've been hurt. And yeah. said, we've had a loss. And now we found out that not only we had this loss, but during our preparation of our lawsuit, the General Motors actually lied under oath about what had happened yeah. to our daughter. Yeah, that you talk about a powerful voice, uh, even though it might have been weak in, in sound, very powerful statement he made. In fact, I've been around this business a long time, and, and I'd, I'd, I'd been in a lot of news conferences and a lot of situations, and I'd admit that that touched me deeply. In fact, it made me realize that we have a mission here, yeah. and I, I, I hope that when it's all over, that there will be a lasting memorial to Brooke Melton, the 29-year-old nurse who was killed because General Motors put their own profits over her safety mm-hmm. and lied. Yeah, we can only hope for that, for sure. Well, let's take a quick break right now and be back in a minute right here on Ringler Radio uh, talking about a fascinating topic, uh, the GM ignition issue, right here with our special guest, famed attorney Jerry Beasley from Montgomery, Alabama. We'll be right back. This is Ringler Radio from Ringler Associates, the leader in the structured settlements profession nationwide. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler Associates works with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. There's a Ringler Associate in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experience than a Ringler Associate. Check out our new website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for claimants, legal professionals, and claims personnel, and to find the Ringler Associate nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best financial plan. You can count on Ringler Associates to structure a customized plan that meets the needs of you and your family for the future. Visit RinglerAssociates.com to learn more. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. I'm your host, Larry Cohen, and I'm joined today by my special guest, Attorney Jerry Beasley, senior partner of Beasley Allen Law Firm in Montgomery, Alabama. Jerry, uh, what does all of this mean for the future of General Motors? All this litigation, the recall, the investigations, everything that's going on now with this. What What do you think is going to have be the impact on General Motors going forward as a, as an entity? I, I believe it's going to be a wake up call for General Motors. I think this litigation is going to be a a game changer for them insofar as how they approach things, how they deal with, the, for example, the federal government. Uh, the agency that has the responsibility of of regulating automobile manufacturers, I think it's going to make the folks at General Motors realize that safety has to be a real priority and that they cannot operate like they've operated in the past. And we we found out in the Toyota case, for example, that uh, Toyota actually hired the folks from the federal government who had been investigating (laughs) Toyota. Yep. And, and they actually went to work for Toyota. And their mission there was to mislead the agency that was regulating them and get them off on a rabbit trail, so to speak, that had nothing to do with the real problem. General Motors is going to have to realize that they have a responsibility uh, to put a safe, reliable vehicle on the market and not to put out a, a, a problem area, an, an area that, that is filled with defects, 
like this one mm-hmm. and and then try to cover it up. I mean, there's absolutely no excuse for that. So I, be- I believe that General Motors will, will survive this without any doubt, but I think they'll come out of it with a, with a realization that now Congress realizes what they did. The federal government regulatory agency, NHTSA, who's reg- supposed to be regulating them, they now know what they did. And, and NHTSA has a little bit of a uh, fault here, too, because that they should have known uh, something was wrong. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, they, they sort of went to sleep at the switch, in my opinion. Well, you know, it's uh, this is not the first time that's happened. You you had that same allegation about the SEC and the Bernie Madoff thing. Uh, you know, people are they're really not on top of their game there, and some of these uh, tragedies are happening to people all over this country. But what it, do you? It's, what, a, it's a major problem. No question. So, do you do you ever foresee GM ever establishing or coming to grips with this issue and establishing a victims' compensation fund or anything along those lines, or or is it going to be a battle all the way down the road? They they have indicated that that was a possibility, and they've actually hired Ken Feinberg yep. and put him in charge of it. They've done their normal normal uh, song and dance deal. They always have an internal investigation by law firms that have represented them in the very uh, defect cases that, that now they're investigating. So, uh, but but yes, to answer your question, at some point. General Motors is going to have to establish a sizable multi-billion dollar compensation fund that will take care of not only cases that occurred post-bankruptcy, but also those that, that where they happened prior to mm-hmm. the bankruptcy order in 2009, which could have a statute of limitations problem in, in some states where the, the time for filing had passed. I don't think they can ignore folks that fall into that category. So I think you're going to have to, that they're going to have to have a compensation fund at some point, and it's going to have to be court supervised and not under the, uh, their own self control. I think it's got to be court supervised, mm-hmm. and I think an independent person has got to be in charge, and I would hope more than one person to administer the, the, the fund. Well, one thing we know is that the, the, the issues around surrounding the bankruptcy and its effect, I mean, it's going to keep a lot of lawyers busy for quite a while, isn't it? What about, you know, advice that you might have, Jerry, for people who might be listening uh, and those who have been impacted by the GM switch problem? What, what advice do you have for folks out there who may be thinking, uh, may have had these issues, but, but don't know where to go? What should they be doing? Uh, wherever they're located, they need to contact their personal lawyer mm-hmm. and find out what steps need to be taken. Number one, if the car is still available, they need to keep that car and don't let General Motors get hold of it mm-hmm. or, say, let it be sold for salvage. And, and unfortunately, uh, some of the cars are going to be gone by now, mm-hmm. going to be, either, for whatever reason, gone. So if they're photographs of... of uh, the wreck scene and which would include the vehicle. They need to make sure they keep those photographs because the photographs can be extremely helpful, mm-hmm. even though you don't have the car. Uh, but, but, and I would also advise them not to let General Motors contact them and, and settle their case for 10 cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm. No question. Well, you know, you represent people all over this uh, country on these issues. I know you had a big case up in Indiana where, uh, you represented Josh Cull and Samantha Zolman in in, in, a, in this matter. So so you're you're amenable to all these folks, no matter where they might be, to to help them and to get give them some advice. So if someone wanted to contact you, Jerry, how would they do that? 
Uh, they, they can go to our website, Beasley Allen uh, website. They can also call our toll-free number, and uh, or they can simply write us in Montgomery at P.O. Box, uh, I believe it's 4160, zip code is 36103. Uh, we, we, in fact, the day we had the news conference in Atlanta, we, we had a call from Wisconsin right soon thereafter. We had another one from Minnesota. And we've been contacted by people from all over the country, and uh, we we would encourage folks to not not necessarily just call our law firm, right. but call a lawyer that they are comfortable with that they know about. And uh, we we work with lawyers all over the country, and so, in fact, uh, we many of the cases we get are referred to us by lawyers who don't necessarily do product liability cases or can't really. Uh, afford the cost of, the cost of dealing with this is mm-hmm. massive sure and uh, we, we don't expect the clients to pay that cost as we go through their case well you're right and uh, of course Beasley Allen as a firm has a, a tremendous reputation uh, representing uh, plaintiffs all over this country in, in cases like this and and uh, I, again I, I would encourage anyone who's out there uh, any lawyer who needs uh, some some help, uh, you know, certainly to call you, Jerry, and uh, I'm sure you'll lead him in the right direction. So, uh, well, we we feel real strongly about this particular litigation, and, and like I say, having gone through Toyota mm-hmm. and realizing how bad Toyota was, I think the public's going to find that General Motors is equally bad. You know, that's uh, that's there's, there's no solace in that for sure for any of us, but uh, hopefully, you know, with the work you've you're going to be doing and the other lawyers are going to be doing, there'll be some justice and some compensation with these people that need it, the, need it the most. Well, with that, Jerry, I want to say thank you very much for joining us. It's been a tremendous discussion. I think it's been informative for our audience. Uh, let me just uh, advise everybody that if you, uh, anytime you want to learn anything about Ringler Associates or any of the Ringler Associates around the country, you can go to ringlerassociates.com. Uh, we have a lot of good information there, and you can certainly download this program or any other Ringler radio show from ringlerassociates.com ringlerradio.com or legaltalknetwork.com or you can even go to iTunes and uh, download it from iTunes and listen at your leisure. So with that, uh, Jerry, I, I want to say thank you again and uh, and thank you very much for uh, all you've done for uh, all these folks around the country. Thanks for being on Ringler Radio, Jerry. Well, I appreciate it very much and I also commend you for bringing the message out there because without folks like you willing to put the message out, quite often folks just don't know what's going on. Well, I'll accept that compliment. Thank you, Jerry, very much. And for the rest of you out there, thanks for listening, and go have a great day. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. With over a million listeners, Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements. Visit ringlerassociates.com today.